We all get it. Postpartum and the years after having a baby is no walk in the park. But you know what? It isn't just about depression or anxiety either. Hey, my friend, I'm Miranda Bauer, homesteading mama with four wild kids, whose life passion and education is all about supporting mothers and providers and understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. What we know as common sense in the postpartum years has many women feeling just plain awful. It's time to bring back the truth, get you the tools you need to heal, and thrive in motherhood and beyond. Hello, my friends. This is such, such a treat. We have our very first guest on this podcast. And let me tell you about guests on this podcast. They are top-notch. We're going to be bringing you so much value, like every single guest here is going to be doing that. But not only that, not only are they movers and makers, they are also postpartum nutrition certified coaches, which means that in order to be a guest on this show, you have to be certified through my program to be here. And this isn't about like, you know, creating exclusivity or anything of the sort. This is really establishing a high standard. We are setting the bar here for better postpartum care. So I know that when a guest comes in, like you need to know that when a guest comes in on this show, we're here to give you all the amazing juicy details about healing and postpartum. And you can know without a shadow of a doubt that this information is true. And for that, I am super excited. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Jojo Hogan of slow postpartum, which I always refer to as the slow postpartum movement, because you are, you are moving and transforming the world. So tell me, tell us, Jojo, how did you come into this space? Tell us all about your business and what you do and, and really how you got here. Hi, Miranda. It's so lovely to be here. Thank you so much for asking me to join you, especially as your first guest. What a, what an honor. It's wonderful. (laughs) Um, Well, I, as you have mentioned, I've been working in this space for quite some time. I've been involved in the care of pregnant and postpartum women for nearly 20 years of my life. And that started off as working as a massage therapist and a a yoga teacher. And I was doing both of those things for a while. And then I started really specializing in working with pregnant and postpartum women. And absolutely love the work and really thought this is you know this is my thing now working with these women through this this beautiful time of their lives where I could nurture and care for them so much so that I went on to open a, a, a large kind of spa it was a pregnancy wellness center pregnancy spa pregnancy mm. health center sounds it was delicious <laughs> so delicious you know it was we had yoga we had massage treatments mm. we had an osteopath acupuncturist midwives there you know and women would come all the way through their pregnancies to be cared for and nurtured and they come to my classes and we'd learn about birth and and all of those things that that pregnant women want to know about right and we did offer postpartum treatments, but they weren't as popular, right, as the, as the pregnancy treatments. The, the classes weren't as popular. And even though I encouraged women to come back after they'd had their babies, sometimes, I, you know, I struggled to get them to get through the door, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, you're nodding because you know what it's like, right? <laughs> And so, and, and but often, so because of this, because I often cared for women all the way through the pregnancy and right up to the birth, and 
at the end of the of that time, whether I'd massage them, you know, every week during the pregnancy or whether they'd come to yoga every week. But at the end of it, I, I'd often, we'd have a conversation maybe about what the, they were going to call the baby or what their birth plan was or, you know, whatever. And then at the end of it, I'd give them a big hug and I'd say, oh, you know, have a lovely baby and come back afterwards. And then they probably wouldn't, you know, or and mm. or maybe they would and maybe they'd turn up a few months later or maybe I'd bump into them on the street and they had a little baby with them. Maybe they'd come for a massage or walk into a yoga class. And this would be like three months later, right? And I'd look at them and I'd say, oh, you've got this beautiful little baby, you know, isn't it wonderful? How are you doing? And they'd say, great. And then they burst into tears. Mm. Right, mm. they yep. in the middle of the treatment room, or on, or I'd see it in their eyes on the in the in the street, you know, and I'd see, I'd see in their eyes, even though they were smiling and telling me it was great, I'd see that it hadn't been great, and and if I could get them to open up, and if I get could get them to share, I'd find that it hadn't been great. It had been hard, and it had been lonely, and it had been exhausting, and it had been overwhelming, and it had been too much, too mm. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and this is something that I hear all the time, and I, and I'm kind of a a magnet to this, especially when we go out in public, right? Where I'm, I see a new mom and a baby in the aisle, and you know, how are you? Oh, I'm great, and no really, how are you? I'm, I'm being serious. I really want to know. And then all of a sudden it's the bubbly tears or all of a sudden it's the things are really hard or I didn't expect this to be this way, or we're struggling with breastfeeding and, you know, all of the things come out. I have no support. Right. And, and that's usually what it boils down to, but I think it's interesting that we have this, this stigma as mothers where we have to say things are good. That's right, because you feel ungrateful almost, don't mm-hmm. you? And I could say that mm-hmm. because I looked in their eyes and I knew exactly where they were coming from, mm-hmm. right? Because I too had my own postpartum journey. My son is 21 years old now, but I struggled in those first few weeks and months, which is why, and same as you, I look at them and say, no, I really want to know how are you, you know? And they would tell me all of these things. Like you say, breastfeeding was hard. They were exhausted. They were overwhelmed. They had health conditions. They were suffering from the healing of the birth, all of these things. And they had not enough support. So that was when I decided to investigate further. And I I thought, I'm not there afterwards. I'm taking them all the way up to the end and then there's, where am I afterwards? Who is caring for these women? And that's when I found out about the role of a a postpartum care specialist and decided that I would sell the spa, actually, that I would would get rid of this business that, you know, I sold it to a lovely person who's continuing it in, in New Zealand, but... But I thought, no, I want to be there on the other side to to catch these women so they don't fall, right? And so that's what my work has been for the past seven or eight years, I think. And it's an absolute privilege. And it's my life's work, really, to care for women in pregnancy still, because my work really starts in pregnancy. This is where we need to start when we prepare for the postpartum, don't you think? Absolutely, 100%. And and it's interesting how how similar our stories are 
Because when I first started my journey, I was after the birth of my son and I was struggling immensely with postpartum and I wanted to know why I wanted to know all of the answers. And I actually started as a childbirth educator. I went through lots of certifications. I started teaching classes and no matter, like I was in a, in a place where I could create my own curriculums. I was in a place where I was creating curriculums for other people's use. I was working with programs. I was serving on boards. I was doing like all the big things. And no matter what it was, you know, postpartum always was just kind of a blip, right? It was, it wasn't, it was never enough. And I would always connect in with my clients after, you know, knowing that they had their baby at this point, like a month or two after they were due. And it was always still, for most of them, a struggle. It was something that was missing. And I was, I kept thinking to myself, I am preparing them for one of the biggest days of their life, the labor experience. But what happens for the entire life afterwards? That's right. Because the birth is truly, really only one day of your life, right? Maybe two if if it goes on. Maybe three, who knows? But it's such a short period. And then, and then the rest of your life happens, right? And then the rest of your life. And, and so much was not happening in that. And I actually quit. I sold my childbirth education business and really started to focus on postpartum, just like yourself, because I knew that so much more was needed in this field. And the way I was approaching it through the pregnancy wasn't something that was serving women as it needed to be. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, I felt the same way. And I remember, I remember saying to my midwife, you know, when she came to do a postpartum visit a couple of weeks in and, and I remember saying to her, why didn't you tell me? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you tell me it was go- what was going to happen afterwards? And she laughed and, and she said, and this is so true. I think she said, we try to tell you, you're not really listening. <laughs> You're so focused on the birth. Yeah. yeah. One day at the end, as though that's the finish line, mm-hmm. but it's only the starting line, right? Mm-hmm. It's the starting line. And, and I often compare it, the, what I tell my clients and the woman that I work with is that the birth is like the wedding day. Mm-hmm. And you get married and you do all this planning. I've never been married myself, but I've seen people do it. You know, all this planning, <laughs> all this attention, all this preparing for this one day and all the stress and anxiety. But, but what about planning for the honeymoon, right? Mm. What about all the marriage or thinking about what a marriage is like? But but let's let's bring it down to the honeymoon because say it's the few, you know the first few weeks afterwards. The honeymoon is really important. We want to have a beautiful time where we can be intimate with the person mm. that we love. We want people to come and look after us. We want not too much stress. We want to get to know this person who we've just started this long term relationship with. The The postpartum to me is the honeymoon. It's the time that we need to honor and value as a time to fall in love. It's it's a time of falling in love. And and as with any love affair, we we don't want to be disturbed. We want to have privacy. We want to be cared for by, you know, okay, maybe we can't stay in a five-star hotel, but we want to think we're staying in a five-star hotel, which is ideal for my my clients. I want them to feel like they're staying in a five-star hotel while they're in their postpartum. I love that so much. I got goosebumps 
while you were saying that, because it's so true. Like we need wedding planners. We need childbirth educators, right? But we also need to draw our attention and our focus to the significant parts of this journey, which is not just the fun party, right? Um, not to necessarily compare labor to the fun party, but um, really just like there's there's these big events, right? But it's there's so much more that happens afterward. And uh, our society really has not, I mean, even when it comes to weddings, even when it comes to uh, labor and birth, it, you know, it's not something that we, we bring our attention to. And I, and I think that's shifting significantly. I think women, incredibly smart women are starting to notice like, Hey, this is, this is really important. And I need to draw my attention here. It's becoming more common and more normal to think about postpartum. And I think that's amazing. Unfortunately, some of that comes from a, a you know a slightly sad space, and that in mm-hmm. that a lot of the women that I work with, and I think we've discussed this, and I know you have definitely, is that they had such a terrible experience the first time that they don't want that to happen again. And I've worked with some amazing families who've come to me, and they've said, "Look, you know, we had a really stressful, difficult, exhausting, overwhelming time with our first baby." We don't want that to happen again. We want to invest in this postpartum. We want to make sure that we're cared for, we're looked after. And we know that we don't need all the stuff, all that stuff that they tell you you need for babies. We don't need Mm. any of that stuff. We're going to invest in someone to care for us so that we can have this amazing postpartum that we didn't have the first time if we you know maybe we couldn't breastfeed the first time or maybe we had to have a long recovery the first time we don't want that to happen again we want someone to come and make sure that we are completely nurtured and cared for and nourished and that's those are the families sometimes that they learn the hard way the first time right? yeah yeah absolutely and I did too And the second was just as hard and the third was just as hard. And I think I finally figured it out by the fourth, Uh, but you know, it was, it was so much of that journey. And I, and I kind of want to bring this back because you mentioned it just a few times about your program and what you're doing. Now you've taken the postpartum nutrition certification program. And I want to ask you what, what brought you to do that? What was the determining factor that made you say, like, I really want this knowledge, this deeper understanding of postpartum nutrition specifically for my clients? What was that? The important thing for me is that nutrition was so important for my, for my clients. I really understood the importance of, of food. Is, food is medicine. Food is healing, Right. And that in order for them to recover adequately from the birth process, the pregnancy and the birth, then they needed to have really, really high quality nutrition. Now, when I first started learning about the postpartum, I, I mean, I, I know about nutrition, not qualified, but I know about how to eat well. And when I did my postpartum training, doula training with a wonderful teacher in Australia called Julia Jones, she was coming in from it from an Ayurvedic perspective. And what I learned, which was so fascinating, was how other cultures view the postpartum, right? How traditional and indigenous cultures all around the world view the postpartum, which is so much so about what I talk about as slowing down, having adequate rest, putting this um, dedicated period of time quite often 40 days or 12 weeks, six to 12 weeks aside to be cared for, nurtured, nourished. And then when I found out that all over the world, 
woman, doesn't matter whether you come from Ecuador or China or India or any of these different places, the food that postpartum women are fed is different depending on what culture you come from. Obviously, India is going to be a bit different from China, but it's all the same. Yeah. And it has the same guidelines yeah. around the kind of food that postpartum women are fed. And I found this so fascinating and interesting because I do have an interest in nutrition um, that, as you know, and as you teach in your program, all the food, warm, well-cooked, slow-cooked often, densely nutritious, high in protein, high in fat, spiced and you know all those things that that you taught taught teach as well and I just thought that was so interesting like how do all these different cultures even though they're in so far apart and 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 centuries and centuries ago when they didn't know anything about nutrition and what we know now why were they all feeding postpartum women the same kinds of food and so that got me off in my interest in nutrition and I'm, I'm I'm quite a science geek I like I love to find out what people do traditionally, but I also love to find out what the the latest research says and, you know, the latest latest science. So that's when I started following you on social media because I loved your um, ethos. I love what you were teaching about postpartum nutrition. And, of course, it really resonated with what I'd already learnt about postpartum cooking and what I was already cooking for my clients. And then when I saw you were doing a training – I was like, that's it. I'm definitely, definitely doing Miranda's training because I saw, really saw you as the expert in that area. But what I loved about the way that you know you teach as well is that it was backed up with the research and backed up with the science, right? The, the latest science, which is, well, there's not much of it around. There's not much of it around. It's a new, it's a new science really that's, that's coming out now that we don't eat the same things postpartum as we, as we do normally. And there, it is really important, and the link between those postpartum mood disorders and hormonal disruptions and even, uh, what am I saying, autoimmune disease and things so many women suffer from, then I knew I had to come and do your training, and I'm so glad that I did. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, it's it's such an interesting component when you start looking at different cultures. And that's actually where I started was trying to understand this from, uh, you know, you can you can look at all of the different cultural perspectives and they all are very, very similar, right? They're, they're different. They have different spices or, you know, different key ingredients, but they they all make up the same story. And when I started getting, because I am a science nerd at heart, I was a biology student when I started, when I actually got pregnant with my first child. And so I was in it, in the science. I was into everything. I really wanted to know the statistics and why it was happening in terms of postpartum depression and anxiety. I mean, that was my experience as, you know, a mother suffering from postpartum depression and anxiety. My way out was studying why it was happening. And so that's where a lot of my attention went, but in creating this program, it was, it had to be a culmination of all of these components, the cultural piece, the scientific piece, right? As well as the stories of countless women, right? Because what they share with us is just as important than anything else. So I appreciate you sh- saying that um, because it, it takes so much of all three to really create a balance. 
because science is lacking, because we don't understand fully the postpartum body. I mean, postpartum depression wasn't even a diagnosis until 1994, right? And it still says in the DSM-5, the book, for those of you who don't know that, this is the diagnostic tool that psychologists uh, and such use and doctors use for mental health disorders. It still says postpartum depression. It still, to this day, 2021, says that you have to be no more than four weeks postpartum in order to be diagnosed with that. And thankfully, people and and providers know better than that, but it's still such a lack of information and just inconsistencies. Jojo, we, we recently connected. I invited you to be on this podcast with me, and you shared with me that you have this delicious premium program right now you are landing clients left and right. And if someone wanted to come work with you, I, I share with us, what is your top focus for them? And I know you do so much supporting for these women and healing their bodies, but what are some of the top things that you can share with this audience so that they can either you know, come to you or know what to look for in this kind of support and kind of show them what is significant here. Sure, absolutely. So I work with sort of two client groups. I work with pregnant women and families, pregnant mothers and their partners and families. And I also work with doulas and birth workers to teach them the art of a slow postpartum. So I haven't really mentioned that the basis of slow postpartum, where, where, I, where that came from, but as you can tell, the term slow postpartum comes from my interest in the slow living movement, which is a movement that's been around uh, for about 40 years now. And, and as the name suggests, it, it um, is a movement that started with actually slow food. And that's the interesting thing about, about, you know, linking it all in is that a lot of what you teach and a lot of, a lot of what indigenous and traditional cultures teach about, about postpartum nutrition is that the food is slow food, right? It's cooked slowly. It's, it's local and, and fresh and organic a lot of the time and, you know, as natural as possible, which is the definition of what a slow food, slow food is. But the slow living movement has branched out across the world now and encompasses all different kinds of ways of living more intentionally and sustainably in the world. Um, and I very much realized that my interest in slow living was directly related to what I was teaching women about the postpartum, how important it was to have this dedicated time to slow down, to really be intentional and mindful about it. So I work with birth professionals who are interested in bringing that into their work. And I also work with pregnant women who are interested in bringing that into their postpartum. And I think the most important thing that I would say about it is that my work starts in pregnancy. Yeah, my ideal client is pregnant because afterwards is very, very hard when you're a new mum to, you know, to, to bring up some of these aspects in. I think postpartum planning is incredibly important and it's the missing link. It's that, like you were talking about, we've got the antenatal classes and the birth preparation classes and the, all the different classes to prepare you for the birth, but we need to prepare for the postpartum. It doesn't mean I don't work with with people in the postpartum, I do, but my program and my mentorship and my coaching starts in the pregnancy so that we can set up all of the the, the tenets of, of having this positive, nourishing, nurtured, cared for, supported postpartum. 
and aspects of that, that are definitely bringing your program into it. So finding out you know, what kind of foods they love, what kind of foods we can prepare and, and we can pre-prepare, how they can set up support systems around them to make sure that they've got amazing food happening for at least for those first six to 12 weeks. Um, it's to do with postpartum body recovery, with how they're going to get enough rest. We do yoga, we do meditation and mindfulness. We work on figuring out what their birth philosophy is. Sorry, their, their parenting philosophy. We work on relationship and family dynamics with the other people around so that that, that because that sometimes can be problematic after the baby comes. I'm a, an infant sleep educator, so I educate about what is normal for an infant sleeping which is usually not what's being taught in the books and the you know what to expect and how how that that it is completely normal for babies not to sleep through the night and how we're going to get enough rest so that we can recover you know all of those things all those different facets come into my program so that when before the postpartum happens my clients feel that they are properly prepared i love this so much because everything that you mentioned are things that I see are not necessarily part of a postpartum class, right? When I think of a postpartum class, it is how to change a diaper, yeah. <laughs> how to put your baby in a wrap, right? When to know your baby is hungry. And, and, and those are all important things, right? Yeah. But your focus here is about mother and healing, Yes, that's exactly right. And I often say I'm, I don't really, I, I love what doulas do, postpartum doulas, and they're amazing at what they do. You know, doulas quite often come in to look after the baby, same thing. They teach you how to swaddle the baby and feed, you know, help you with breastfeeding, all those kind of things, and they're there to, to look after the baby. But I don't, I don't really look after babies. I look after mothers. Mm, mm, gorgeous. And also my big thing is body work as well. I do a lot of body work in the past postpartum and I either am there in person in the home massaging and caring for the mother with massage and touch and binding her belly and rubbing her feet and all those kind of lovely things. Mm. Or I'm teaching her partner and this is when I, when I do it online, I teach doulas and, uh, and uh, support people to do that as well. But I am there to care for the mother because I feel that if the mother is nurtured and nourished and supported, she will know how to care for her own baby. And she needs that space to get to know her baby, right? To understand who this little mm-hmm. person who's just arrived on Earth side is. Doesn't mean she doesn't need to be supported by others because she definitely does. But my job is to care for not just the mother, but actually both partners and as well. I'm often there caring for the partner as well. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Jojo, where can people reach you? They can find me at Slow Postpartum. Uh, the website is slowpostpartum.com and I'm on Instagram, Slow Postpartum. And yeah, I'd love uh, anybody to reach out who's interested in bringing a slow postpartum either into their life or in that of their clients. Thank you so much. I will have your links posted in the show notes. So for all of you, I highly, highly recommend that you go check out Jojo in the least bit. If you're, if you're pregnant, especially you need to go take a look at the work that she's doing in this world. 
Again, what I like to call the postpartum, the slow postpartum movement, because she is truly making waves and changing the way women experience healing and, and motherhood, especially in those first few weeks. So definitely go check her out. I will have those links in the show notes for you. And thank you so much, Jojo. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in and taking the time to learn about how to support your body in deep healing. We don't do this work just for us or for you. Your healing impacts your children, your relationships, and your community. We do this work because the health and vibrancy of our world begins with its mothers. I hope you have taken some valuable information today and applied it to your own life. If you aren't sure where to begin, reach out about working together one-on-one or at minimum learning about my postpartum nutrition plan, which is where I start every single one of my clients. And you can do that by going to mirandabauer.com. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know by leaving a review and we will see you next time.